Hi, welcome to Where the Magic Happens. I'm Angela Lovell. I'm a psychic, an empath, a cat lady, um, Master Eleven. I have a cold right now, so I hope you don't mind that I'm sucking on a cough drop. Um, my name is uh, hi. My name is Ryan Singer. I am a uh, stand-up comedian who loves the paranormal, all things, all things supernatural, mystical, esoteric, and the like, uh, including, but not limited to the occult and magic. And I'm actually reading this great book where this old French, uh, this old French like psychologist was referenced. The name of the book is um, the Elusive Science. It's about the origins and the history of parapsychology. Mm. And it's like a, it's a big book. I just started it because I just finished House of Leaves. Oh, you finished it? Yeah. And so now I'm moving into like a book that seemingly is less difficult, even though it's nonfiction. Of, I can't believe you read all of House it of Leaves. It totally, it's, I mean, I've got so, I've got a million questions. Yeah. I couldn't get through it. It's, and it, it yeah. really freaked me out. It unnerved me. And I was like, I don't need it this. It unnerved me. I, I was like, I have to get done. I have to finish this mm-hmm. book so I can stop feeling crazy. <laughs> like... I think we mentioned it before, but I've, I slept with the lights on uh, a couple times because mm-hmm. I because usually that's when I read is right before I sleep because like yeah. reading helps me fall asleep. Yeah, and reading um, something scary doesn't help you. Fall yeah, asleep. and so then I was I mean at one point it was like almost three thirty three forty five in the morning, and I was like I got eighty more pages. Oh my god! I got a fi- and I was like, just go to bed, man. Like because then next you know it's. 5 30 in the morning mm-hmm. i mean i don't know how fast i read but this book is so different in the way it's laid out yeah that you know 20 pages you could read in two hours because all oh, the flipping back and forth all and all this kind of stuff notes yeah. too yeah and then like another time there's like 30 pages you you breeze through in like 10 minutes mm-hmm. because of the way it's laid out and it's just like oh yeah great book though highly recommended 709 pages i will remember that because it's by far the longest book the longest book I've ever read. I think before that I was probably somewhere in the 500s. Only three people out of 10 in my book club finished it. I mean, it's a it was a beast. I mean, I started mm-hmm. it before the end of the year and I didn't really read much other than the introduction. But wow. then like the last three and a half weeks, I've just been really hammering it. Yeah. So um, Good for you. But oh, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. I don't want people to think I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I really did enjoy it. Now you're sleeping better. Now I am sleeping better. Although, I mean, most of the shit I'm reading is always about, like, it's all about demonologists mm-hmm. or it's about, you know, and most of it is nonfiction. Mm. I'm, I'm more of a nonfiction reader, it turns out. That's I've just had nice. to embrace that. That's kind of, I, I uh, good fiction I go towards, but I stopped reading so many. I probably have stopped reading more books than I finished. Well, maybe it's 50-50. Well, I don't think there's any shame in that. No. No, you have to have standards. Yeah, and I guess if something doesn't really just grab you, mm-hmm. it's okay to, to you know, leave it. I mean, that would be interesting if your brownies just started taking things you didn't want anymore. <laughs> We're gonna we have to I talk wish. about this, okay? Because yeah. um, I think this ties into what we want to talk about today is altar building, and you know, like what is the importance of having an altar when it comes to magic, and do you even need one? Because the the big lunar eclipse, that the mm-hmm. blood wolf moon. Uh, lunar blood eclipse. wolf <laughs> like it was like 17 different moons yeah it was uh, on the eclipse so um that was um i did a a astrology podcast that just launched Ooh. and it, it's not out yet but um these two people from chicago do it and so they were talking about like the importance of like that sunday and that monday mm-hmm. when it came to 
And now by the time this comes out, who knows, it could be like a month after this whole thing happened. So we won't dwell on it probably. But um, so I really geared up my magic. Yeah. For that time, because there was also a global meditation I joined in at uh, 9-11 p.m. that Ooh. night on the full moon. But uh, so let's get into altar building. Okay. And then I think, I mean, we're trying our best to have some kind of structure on <laughs> this podcast. Trying. But at the same time, it's like uh, it's a these lot. stories that you've got are like, <laughs> to me, this is where the juice is. Yeah. So, I mean, like we do want to get into like, obviously the technical side of maybe magic if we yeah. want. But, um, but to me, the really fun part is like hearing about these fucking brownies that, these are, brownies. Out, that are messing with you. So... I had some stuff go missing and a couple of times they, oh I, oh, I was wrong. They did return one thing and it was a necessity. I would have been stuck in Austin if they didn't. And that was when I was, cause it was happening in Austin. My, one of my best friends, I was with him for Christmas and the paperwork for my dog to fly, like her rabies vaccination went missing and it's always in the same place and I couldn't find it. I tore and, and and he just moved into this house. He has nothing. Like there's nowhere for it to go. I tore my luggage apart. I tore the room apart. It was just like an air mattress with a blanket. There was nothing in there. Couldn't find it. And then I was I I found I had taken images of it like with my phone. So I reprinted it. And then right after I reprint it, I went to the library to reprint it. I come home, there it is folded on top of my fucking luggage. And he didn't find it no, and put it there. No, no, he he took me to the library, and we were like, "Whoa, whoa!" And he doesn't believe in anything, but he was even like, "That's really weird." This is strange. Like, and so, like, to give people a time frame of when this activity started happen or happening, mm-hmm. um, what is that? It started. I would say the first thing I noticed was around October or November. I had a bra that I loved. It was a black strapless bra. Really hard to find a good strapless bra. Went missing. And this was when I was in my trailer. My trailer's small. I'm a minimalist because I lived in, I was living in a trailer. Um, and I have laundry in my trailer. So it wasn't like I took it to a laundromat and somebody stole it. It was gone. Then I bought this really cool hat. It had <laughs> cats, pentagrams, and moon cycles. It was knitted. The physical and, uh, transformation the from the laundry, da 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 da, <laughs> to, to like the way you lit up about like, oh yeah, this hat. I bought it again. <laughs> I bought it again, and I was like, if these little bastards take it again, I'm gonna really unravel. So, um, I bought this hat. I wore it out one night, and then the following night, because I ran out of propane in my trailer, it was freezing. I wore it that night. Took it off, put it with my sweaters on the pile of my sweaters, put my hair up and went to bed. When I reached for it the following night, it was gone. Tore the trailer apart. Since then, I have moved out of the trailer and sublet, I'm sub, sub, blah, blah, subletting my friend's place for a while in Echo Park. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to find all this stuff. I'm going to find all this stuff when I'm packing up my trailer. It's gone. The third thing, and this is what Sarah saw when I asked Sarah about it. Sarah didn't know much about brownies. But then she said to me, she goes, when you were meditating last time with me, I saw a little guy with you. You've got fairies for sure. And I was like, yeah, I, I got something. 
and she she talked to them for a minute and she goes, they're showing me a crystal. And they took one of, I bought a set of three of these rose quartz crystals. I highly recommend them, ladies. You put them in your vagina and they instigate healing, but they also help if you would like tightness or bladder control. Is it like... Uh a yoni egg? Yeah, it's a yoni. So yoni eggs can be any crystal. They're not yoni crystal. You want a you want one that's not too porous. And rose quartz for me is such. I feel like there's that Ani DeFranco lyric. Uh, my cunt is built like a wound that won't heal. And I always think about that when I put my rose quartz in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's the best place to heal to give attention to healing. So I had three, and I was very arrogant. And I was using the smallest one and then I went to the bathroom at Mohawk Bend and accidentally lost it in the toilet um I love how that's equated to arrogance for some reason (laughs) well it was like I don't need the biggest I don't need to start I don't need the biggest healing yeah they will they tell you to start with the biggest one but and then work your way down but I was like no I'm just gonna use the little one um I also didn't think I thought the biggest one was gonna be uncomfortable well the biggest one is the only one I have left because um I reached for the the middle one and it was this gone. is after the tiniest one fell in the toilet yeah. at, at a bar yeah and the biggest <laughs> one i'd put next to my bed because i was like oh i want to sleep next to a big I mean, what, rose quartz yeah what is the uh what's the the symbolism here when you lose a a crystal that is intended for uh, to heal <sighs> your, healing. Your, your vaginal healing and you lose it in the toilet of, of a, a bar a bar bathroom <laughs> like basically that's the universe <laughs> maybe, saying maybe. you're at a bar yeah yeah, There's what, no, this is not where the healing this. happens. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. I accidentally, because um, it's easy to pop them out. Like, you don't need a string on them. I uh, lost my big one recently coughing on the toilet. <laughs> I heard it hit the bowl and I was like, I'm going in well, this time. Well, I think anybody who's of a certain age can understand the the uh, forcefulness of a, of a cough and the, what oh, it can yeah. do to uh, anything that's in any of your orifices. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I... I uh, I'm I think we've all probably shit our pants vagina. a little bit when yeah. we cough too hard once. Oh, yeah, or absolutely. unexpectedly on like a, a sick day. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We're only human. We purged our so, pants, I should yeah, say. Purged we're our new pants. age. We're yeah. new age. So we, yes. we never shit our pants. We purge. <laughs> we only purge our pants. Yeah, we only purge our pants. <laughs> well, so yeah, they, they took, so they showed Sarah that middle crystal. And I said, how do I get them to give all this stuff back? And She's like, they're not going to give it back. She said they're using the word trophy, and uh, that really, well, especially when regards to when you consider where that crystal came from. Yeah, right. That's a, I mean, that's that's pretty fucked up. So, um, so since then, I've been reading about fairies, and it's like, call on the queen. Don't call on the queen. Don't acknowledge them. Give them this. So the first night, I left out two vegan marshmallows and a little dish of Lef- I think it's Lafro. I think the G is silent, like Edinburgh. It's Scottish. So uh, I'm going to say Lafro. I had this really good, very high-end whiskey from their homeland, the motherland. Put it in a little dish. And I sent you a picture of it the next morning. It was like gone. Yeah, totally empty. Yeah. A dry dish. Yeah, they were drinking the, the crap out of it. Or a cat was. And I would be equally delighted if my cats were drinking it. But I have, and it was funny because I texted you and Brandy and you were both like, or oh, you have drunk cats. I have tried to give the cats liquor so many times. You know, that'd be a real fun night for all of us. But they have no interest in it. And um, they don't even get up there. So I put it on my altar with uh, some of the other stuff because I was like, well, maybe they'll help with this if I give them whiskey. They had no interest in the marshmallows. But 
they they've been lapping up this this whiskey. I keep putting it out every day, every night. The other day I put it out because it was empty. The night before I put it out and I sat and I worked for eight hours and I get up like at the end of the day, I've been going to the bathroom and just like eating and not really, not really paying attention and it's empty already. And I looked it up for it to evaporate. It would take like three days for this dish of whiskey. And it's not the dog. Nope. Nope. It's up. It's too high for dogs. Um, we got to set up a, what we're going to do is we're going to try to set up a camera. I've got a GoPro. Ooh. Okay. That, um, depending on battery charge and there's gotta be a way to just to hook up a camera to like an energy source and uh, like record into like a program on a computer or something like full time. So it doesn't have to worry about like a memory card or battery running out. There's got to be. We're in the future now. We're in the future now. So uh, we'll look into that. And so we'll, we'll update people on that. But it's like there's other things missing as well. Yeah. They took my little speaker and I don't have a lot of stuff. I have a lot of clothes, but I don't have a lot of stuff. And uh, my little Bluetooth speaker went missing. My Mucinex. It's like all the things I reach for daily. And then after I texted that to you, I went to limp brush myself and my limp brush is gone. My limp brush is gone. Like this is just, this is like, this is too far. This is too much now. This is weird. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to like the teleportation of objects as well, like I'm, I'm a little interested in the teleportation mm-hmm. of objects because uh, it's something that happened to me recently. But the... When the idea of they're not teleporting, maybe are just disappearing as they're being taken, like through, yeah, like where into the other parallel fairy world. Well, and here's what Sarah told me. So this was really important. Um, she saw uh, potted plants and little houses that I had made, and she said, I, "I'm seeing this." And I said, "Yeah, when I lived in Utah, I had." over 40 I probably had 50 plants honestly and every one of them for some reason I made a little setting in them like and I put like little trinkets and things that felt powerful but I was doing it I thought for the plants and I talked to my plants and my plants thrive and I have a, I have a really green thumb so I gave all those plants away except like three of them. And then the trailer was parked in a place where um the sun wasn't hitting the plants and she actually said to me she goes they're they're mad because uh, the plants you had left, you killed. And uh, there were there were two or three plants that did just die in the trailer. So that was like all they had left. And um, she told me that I need to rebuild these little homes. But I'm like, why did they stay with me? I gave all these plants to one person. They could have all gone to her house. She has cats. I don't understand. Well, it is interesting the in the research of brownies. I'm trying to uh, remember here and looking at it. They're... I mean, I guess there's different theories about it. And I mean, they go back all the way to like even like Roman era time. I mean, like, well, there's well, there's Have similarities you, between the Lars or Lairs or whatever to, they're I called. I need to research it more. But um, they, they're a tutelary mm. spirit or thing, which is kind of like, you know, almost about like being in service to. Yeah, see? Right? And, and so, I, so this is the interesting part. Like, <coughs> And there's also people who say, you know, there's there's legends of them. If they see something that's untidy, they will tidy it up. Yeah. But if they see something that's tidy, they will make it untidy. So it's like you're oh. damned if you do, you're damned if you oh. don't. I came home and everything is knocked down. Like I thought, well, maybe the cats were playing, but like I had a dress that was folded up that I need to mend and it was thrown in the other room. And I'm like, what the we have to get cameras in, in every room we, of this. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's a small place. I mean, we could probably see some, but the cats are having a ball right now. The cat, like I was telling you, my one white cat, he was chasing something the other day and I couldn't see it. And I'm like, oh, there's a fly in here or something. And he was chasing something. Then today I go home th- this afternoon and 
all three of the other cats are in the living room and he's in the bedroom and he's jumping up and playing with something and nobody's in there with him. Everybody else is in the living room. And I hear him make this really weird meow I've never heard him make before. And I was like, what the hell is he? And then I'm like, oh, it's probably a fairy. Like, it's probably a... (laughs) And these things, I'm guessing they can make themselves seen when they want to be seen. I guess. I I mean, I don't know why. I, I would... I need to ask Sarah again and see what they want. They do have Scottish origin when it comes to like the brownie specifically mm-hmm. or the brownie. Yeah, that's why I'm giving them uh, that good that good scotch. That so good. it's a household spirit from British folklore that is said to come out at night while the owners of the house are asleep and perform various chores and farming tasks. So it also has like this rural, yeah, um, you know, origin as well. And there's like this. Um, I'm trying to remember the. Um, Gosh, I already lost it. But it's like it ties into like functionalism too. I mm-hmm. mean I mean you get into all these like sociological like discussions about like what does folklore mean in, in regards to like the civilization or the yeah. community that it represents and, and what was the need here or what did these things represent in a fictional way for people? And in fact, are they fiction or are they written about because they were experienced? Um, I've been wondering too, cause I keep thinking back to Utah stuff and they, they love homes with animals. Um, I, uh, was fostering kittens uh, like a lot. And so the house was always full of kittens. It was so much fun. And, um, there were a few only tiny things like, but things that were really important to me. Like I had this tiny little vase that was brass. It was vintage. And I was always putting a little flower in it or a little rose from my, my, pink rose bush um that went missing and this little duck dressed like a pirate that i got when i when i went to see um kevin klein in the the shakespeare in the park theater the public did pirates of penzance and they they gave people these little ducks and it was a little pirate duck and i had it up on a ledge on a windowsill this was before cats and it went missing or maybe it was around it might have you know it might have been when i had cats but these weird little things went missing from my house all the time and i always thought because i had a ghost and she was a a cat hoarder but she lived there before she had a lot of animals um i always thought it was her but whenever kitten season would start and i'd bring home a bunch of new kittens every light in the house would be on when I woke up the next day. Like they were, somebody was celebrating that I brought kittens home. Um, so I, I keep wondering like how long have these things been with me? And I, I did have an experience. I mean, that's like, a, I mean, we're just like brushing by this. <laughs> like it's nothing. It's, um, it's very strange. But it, that is strange. Like I, I have a million questions that could about the ghost, the cat hoarder ghost, but oh, we can yeah. talk about that another time. She was great. Um, the, the idea that these brownies show up, I mean, are, do we understand what may have like started the situation? Well, here's the thing. When I was in college in Pittsburgh, um, I actually had that, uh, I had a, I had a, what my roommate described as a troll. She saw it. I did not see it. Um, and it was, it was a super weird story. Um, I had two roommates and they lived at opposite ends of the house. And I lived in the the middle room, which was kind of like a walk-in closet in the living room. And one night I was up really late writing a paper. And at the time I had kittens in that house that I was rehoming. So I'm, I'm wondering like how much of this is when I bring cats into my life. Because I had also, it. isn't there a correlation here between your magical practice? That's and, what I and thought. The experience yeah. And 
Oh, is there? A, yeah, there's just <laughs> because like I think because if I remember correctly, weren't you really amped up in magical practice back then? Yeah, I was. I was for sure, um, and I had an altar and everything going then too. Um, but the one night uh, I hear I what I thought was my roommate shuffling her feet in the kitchen, and I kind of lean in to see her shadow and instead I see the shadow of the refrigerator door open and I was keeping the bag of cat food in there because uh, I was worried about cockroaches getting into it. I don't know if we even had cockroaches but I had just spent the summer in Florida. I was terrified of them and something that was not visible, all the kittens started meowing and it pulled the bag of cat food out of the fridge and dumped the entire bag on the floor and I jumped up and I ran in and there was no one there. There There's cat food everywhere. I was super freaked out and that's when I heard voices in the wall talking and giggling like right next to my head and uh I was terrified I went to bed then my roommate and her boyfriend tell me they heard voices in the wall talking and giggling and we had people we had, our friends lived upstairs nobody lived beneath us it was it was very ghostly so um one morning my roommate Lisa knocks on my door and she worked at Starbucks both of my roommates worked at Starbucks so they had to get up at ungodly hours and she knocks on my door to wake me up and she's like, Angie, I just wanted to let you know the house is trashed. We weren't burgled, um, but it was a troll and it's gone now. I saw it and it's gone. And I was like, okay. And she says, have a great day. And I was like, you too. Now, are you, is this particular roommate, is she a practitioner of no, magic? No, no. She's okay. very sweet. She'd never seen a ghost or anything in her life. And um, I found her that day at school and I was like, what the hell were you talking about? And the house was trashed. I got up and it had dumped out my school bag. It had opened my wallet and thrown my cash all over the kitchen floor. It pulled down all the towels. It didn't break anything, but the whole house was trashed and pulled apart. And um, she tells me this story how her alarm went off and she got up and she went in the bathroom to get ready for her shift at Starbucks opening. And she looks at the clock in the bathroom and it's two hours before she has to be up. So um, she goes back to bed, fixes her clock, resets it, and goes back to sleep. It goes off again. She gets up. She goes to the bathroom, starts getting ready, sees the clock is still an hour until she has to be at work. And she's like, what the hell is this? So she's walking from the bathroom back to her room. And the bathroom door and her room are parallel to each other. But to the right, to her right, as she's walking to her bedroom, in the dark living room, she sees she said it was about like three feet tall. She said she could smell it. It smelled like dirt, like earth. And it was shirtless. It had little like tattered pants on. And it was a troll. And it was bent over trying to pull one of the cats out from under the futon. And it saw her. And she said it had an oh shit look on its face. Like it wasn't supposed to be seen. And they just stood there for a moment staring at each other. And then she went in her room, locked the door and went back to sleep for an hour. Now, uh, so like if anyone is, I mean, the, the more skeptical minded person might be like, well, okay, the, the apartment was trashed. Someone in the sleepwalking, they yeah. don't realize it. Yeah. And they, they do these things and there's a, there's a very reasonable excuse. Oh yeah. And then you, you come into a non-believer type situation uh, having an encounter with a mystical being of yeah. some kind. Well, then this, and there was, somebody did magic in that house and it was really strange magic. Um, not not magic I could do. Um, I called my friend Katie, who was my go-to witch for everything. And, and I mean, I'm still talking, I started talking to her again and she's like only evolved even more greatly. I call her, tell her this story. And she goes, okay, it's not a troll. They're called nymphs. You summoned it to fix something. 
And I was like, no, I did not do any weird nymph magic. I'm, I definitely didn't. She goes, subconsciously, you summoned this thing and look around. Something's fixed. And I get off the phone with her and I turn to my roommate, Lisa, and she's like, it trashed everything. It didn't fix anything. And I was like, yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know what the hell this is. I go directly from there because I dance class that day. I go to take a shower right from this phone call. I turn on the shower and I had this little uh, shower head that would light up from the water. What is it? Hydroelectric. It would light up from the water spinning and it would put a little spotlight on you. But our water pressure was so bad that I tried to take it apart and put like a bigger washer in it. But I ended up popping the washer out and it was sealed so I could never get the washer back in. And I would take it down all the time and try to fix it. And I only made it worse and it would leak and the light never worked. And my roommates were always like, please just put the old shower head back on. I go in there, I turn it on. Not only is it not leaking, the light is working. For the first time ever, I see the light on in it. And, and I called Lisa in and she was like, holy shit. So it, it showed up and fixed the shower. And that was the last time it showed up? That's the last time I know. But I did see something one time. Um, when I was a teenager with, uh, with my friend Gabe, we were, the sun had gone down and we were lying on the floor watching TV and it was dark, you know, like that in between before you turn a light on and we were lying there talking and, um, that we'd turn the TV off and we went to get up. He heard a giggle. I was talking, so I didn't hear the giggle, but I looked past his head and I saw what looked in the dark, what looked like what Lisa described to me. And that was like two years later that she actually saw the nymph. But I saw something that was definitely like a fucking troll in my house. And it was watching us. That's interesting. I, I mean, don't know what it did. And there, like, there's a correlation here between the, the alleged appearance to like, uh, when you go through folklore and like through all these ancient stories, whether you're talking about uh, fairies or brownies, mm-hmm. or in this case, what would be called by your friend a nymph there's like this dirty kind of it's almost like a poor poor farm boy kind yeah. of vibe and i know brownies are described as having like dark skin and being just very hairy mm-hmm. uh, and also very tiny yeah um so smelling like dirt makes sense to me yeah so um oh to hear her tell it yeah. i mean there was she had so many details and she's she she was just like such a good innocent local girl you know she she was the last person to make up a story about this i believed her wholeheartedly at 100% and some people think that there's like some ancestral connection to some of these entities that is true um, that they're that they're they're there to like the, they're the spirits of like deceased ancestors who are there to help you or fix things but what my I mean, there's a million questions, obviously, yeah. because it's this unexplainable phenomenon. And I think I mentioned at the very beginning, like this this old French guy who wrote one of the first textbooks on parapsychology. He, uh, uh, oh gosh, Richet, Charles Richet, I think his name, it's something Richet. Anyway, um, he wrote in the small snippet of the book that I've been able to look at on that on his book, but not the one I'm reading right now. I, I know I'm confusing this, but... Um, <laughs> He wrote that there is no such thing as the paranormal or the supernatural because that would exclude it from being able to exist in the normal or the natural world that Ooh. we experience. So therefore, these things aren't paranormal. They are not supernatural, um, which I like that. But, yeah. But until we're, we're able to like readily define these, all these experiences and, and phenomena, yeah. 
in a way that people can understand and with our, you know, our scientific method kind of minds that everyone really has latched onto. I guess they have to be at least temporarily categorized. And yeah, I really want to figure out how to uh, kind of harness them, like how to not not contain them, but like, can they do something for me? Like, have have a more come to an understanding. Yeah, with these with these brownies, I feel like it's escalating, and there's something that they want from me that that I feel they're trying to communicate by taking so much stuff. Now, is your magic practice also escalating? No, it's actually kind of stunted right now. Like I don't feel, I still feel very powerful. And, um, you know, it's been a lot of good planets for purging right now. So um, maybe not. Do you think it's escalated since your attention has gone into like uh, uh, more of your attention is going into a different relationship? Maybe that could be. I don't know. Although I really haven't read anything about that at, no. at this point well, of them as being jealous uh, <coughs> creatures. I, I have a cat who is very jealous of my relationship. Is it the and familiar? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, she's, it's funny because she loves everybody. What's when, her name? Rue. Rue. Her, uh, she has several names. My little velvet Elvis, um, uh, Madame LaRue, the voodoo queen. <laughs> Minky Ruru. She's got a lot. But yeah, she's she's one of the great loves of my life. And she's very jealous of him. And he'll come over and pick her up and she'll say, now, and want him to put her down. And it's it's funny because she loves attention from everybody. But for some reason, she's just not, she's, she's not sold on him yet. Um, but I think it is because when I leave, I come back probably smelling like him. And she's like, fuck this guy. Yeah, that smell <laughs> that smell keeps taking, whatever that yeah. smell is, keeps you away. Yeah, and she sleeps like right up with me. She sleeps on me. I think I told you this, how um, when I come, like when I know I've astral projected and I come back to she'll my body. She'll sitting there. Yeah, she'll sit there. And I won't open my eyes yet, like I'm still asleep. But she starts reacting like she knows I'm back in my body. And I feel like she's guarding my body when I'm astral projecting. I mean, that's a pretty cool idea. I mean, I, some people don't like to astral project because of worrying about leaving this empty shell behind that somebody yeah. could inhabit, which I don't know is possible. Yeah, but if you've got a good familiar guarding, I don't know what she can do. You know, I don't know I don't know what her powers I'd are. Love, but. I'd love it if there was like a handbook, like a legit handbook on how to really <sighs> find your familiar. Yeah, yeah. I, I really think she found me. She was in the first litter of cats I ever fostered. And I... I mean, she was so small. She was so, they were all so small and they gave them to me. Some uh, piece of garbage human had urinated on these kittens. Like they were in a ditch. They smelled like people pee. Some person, that was not cat pee. It was not dog pee. It was a person had peed on them. My hope, my my sincerest hope is that someone was maybe like day drunk or something. Yeah, and, and they don't even realize that there's a bunch of little kittens yeah. down there. They're just pissing on the side of the road maybe. or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I would love to give the human race some... <laughs> <laughs> Some credit for not being garbage. I mean, that's a, that's me like going really far with a yeah. devil's advocate situation. Like, <laughs> well, maybe someone was blinded and drunk. Yeah, and yeah. Happened to piss perfectly onto these kids. And is otherwise a stellar human being, this drunk, yeah, yeah, day yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, so it was a litter of three black cats and this one little tiger kitten. I bathed them all. They were so little. I was terrified they were going to die. And I put them on my body and I put a blanket over them so they all warmed up from my body heat. It was spring, so it was still kind of cold, but I had to wash the pee off them. And um, I bonded with all of them. But when I took her back, 
to best friends to the get a tiger one. No, my Minky, the black one. Oh, okay. Um, when I took, well, she and her sister, the boys got adopted right away. And then I took her and the little tiger one, her sister. I think she might've been from another litter. I'm not totally sure. But, um, so I took them back and, uh, we were driving to Moab that day and I bawled all day. I felt like, like a child was in me and it was like, I was dying from giving up this cat. So you had like postpartum. Yeah. Yeah. I was a mess. I was dehydrated and my ex kept saying, just call them and adopt that cat. And I kept saying, no, I want to keep fostering. I'll keep them all. None, no other cat ever made me feel the way. I mean, I cried over plenty of, I probably fostered like 70 cats now. I've never felt like that about one of them. Like the above and beyond. Yeah. Well, And the crazy thing too, she was gorgeous. She's this little fluffy black cat with these big green eyes, super cute and little. They had a lot of adoptions that day when I called, they're like, Oh, I think we're out of kittens. I think they all got adopted. They came back and they're like, she's still here. I don't know how. And I was like, Oh my God, this is meant to be. And then I said, can you save her for me? I'm in Moab all weekend. And they're like, no, we don't do that. And and the person said, well, let me go ask the the head of the cats or whatever. And this woman goes, oh, was she the woman in here earlier crying? Yeah, she'll be back. <laughs> put the cat aside for me. Yeah, I guess they are worried about like that. Uh, oh, I'll be back to buy it. Like, yeah. When, like you sell like a, that's the thing you tell a car salesman. Yeah, Oh, we'll be exactly. back tomorrow. I still can't believe she wasn't adopted. I mean, she's gorgeous and she's so sweet and outgoing. And maybe she was just a monster to everybody that day, knowing that I would come back for her. I don't know, but yeah, it was who knows? fate. Yeah, she's so special. I could talk about her all day. What's the <coughs> like what's the basics of like this altar too that you have oh, set up where okay. everything where kind of like because it all kind of starts happening around this. Yeah. Right? I so I I switch my altar up sometimes and I haven't really had one in a while. Cause in the trailer I would do like little like crystal things next to my bed. Um, or just set something up like in front of the bathroom mirror while I was doing magic, but I didn't have anything major. And now I have one in front of this great big mirror. And I got this great glass dish from Ikea so I can burn candles and I can fill it with water, which I think or whatever I want. Like I could I could put offerings in it. Um but uh, I, I keep this little box of trinkets that feel powerful to me. And I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff in it. I have um, like coins from places and seashells and... Okay, so, but so like the physical space of an altar... Yeah. Um, like it doesn't have to be like a its own table that's set up somewhere. Like no. an end table or even um, like if you were raised Catholic like me, the... You know, this, you know, steps leading up to this. No, no. I mean, I did give it like the grand spot in the living room, but, and I think it gets more power that way. Also, it gets more acknowledgement and I, I feel like that gives it power when people. Can it just be like a shelf of a bookcase? Uh, You know, I, I don't think so. I feel like that would be not honoring it enough. Okay. I think it would probably depend on too what you're, what you're hoping to manifest with it or you know, worship, which I don't, I don't worship with mine. I know a lot of people will set up very specific altars to whatever like deities they're into, but, um, mine is usually what gives me power. And I, I have people I call on to help. I'm going to start calling on these fairies and see how that goes. But, um, yeah, I think, I think the, grander the place you get yeah, i'm gonna call on these fairies and i'll never be seen again this is like uh, we're, <laughs> the phrase we'll see how that goes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, we will. We will. will You're going to find me eaten by cats. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, no one's going to believe me. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's it's but this is crazy. I mean, even to be talking about I was really relieved when Sarah told me she saw a little person. She even said too, she's like, No, these are fairies. She's like, You might have brownies too, but fairies were more magical and this is like you've got magic with you right now. And I liked that. I mean the I don't know though I don't know what this is. Like, is it malicious? I giving them homes. Maybe they just want more homes. Maybe I just because I don't have nearly as many plants as I had, but I don't know what to do. I mean, I I don't know what to do. I mean, at some point you have to, this is speculation uh-huh. from someone who has no experience dealing with brownies that I'm aware of. At some point there has to be boundaries drawn where you're like, listen, I'm, I'm going to be moving occasionally yeah. from one place to another. I can't, I can't just take, I just can't Ugh. fill every place I live with 50 plants and then move them. I, when I was leaving to come over here, I very passive aggressively was like, well... I'm pouring you, I poured them more whiskey and I was like, I'm pour. they actually, it's funny because I, I, I switched it up. There's this really good Portland bourbon. I was like, I like this better than Lafro. Maybe they will too. That's the one that disappears fastest. So I think that they're more into this Portland, maybe because they never had Portland bourbon before because they're from Scotland. Who knows? But um, <laughs> so I poured some of that out and I was like, no, nah, I think this might be the last time I'm pouring out any of my bourbon for you because all my shit's missing. And then and I'm, this, it, are you doing this dish on your altar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I don't I don't know that they're doing anything for me. I mean, maybe there'll be like a huge payout at the end of the month or something. And I'm like, wow, this was amazing. But um, I was leaving and very passive aggressively. I was like, guess I'll get some little tiny clothes for brownies and leave them around because there's that thing that says that they get insulted. Like, yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. And J.K. Rowling uses it in Harry Potter for um, Dobby. Yeah, the elves. for whatever reason, it's like... One interpretation is that they're insulted by yeah. the clothing, so they leave, never yeah. to come back again. Another interpretation is it's a way to free them from, you know, having to work for you. I'll or leave being them clothes. I mean, work. maybe that's what they want. <laughs> maybe they want to be released. I maybe. Mean, although at the same time, there's also another thing where, like, if if <laughs> this one fairy was a, apparently accustomed to, or Brownie was accustomed to getting, like, silk. And then was very offended when it was left like sackcloth. <laughs> and so you do not want to anger these things, apparently. So I should go get fine silk Barbie clothes and yeah, them out. It, it, I mean, if you truly want to be rid of them yeah. or release them, I think one that is maybe like the final step before this summoning of the queen, which seems very dicey. Yeah, right. I don't I I mean, from what I read, I'm not ready for that. But then part of me, too, is like, do I want to give them up if they're so magical? Then why don't I just figure out how to use them? I probably should read more about it and try some other things. I don't really keep dairy around but uh, I was reading the brownies like cream the brownies don't seem to even like liquor so I think I'm just getting the fairies drunk right now maybe the bra- maybe that's what it is maybe the brownies are mad because I'm not leaving them a dish of freaking cream like I don't know I mean the heavy whipping cream is good stuff I put, I put it in my coffee <laughs> do you yeah maybe I should I maybe I should I borrow stop, I gotta, a cup like, of heavy whipping cream because it's got zero sugar in it <laughs> oh yeah but it also I mean, I don't know. I guess you could argue that dairy turns into sugar in your body. True. So it's like, I got to stop. But um, I'll leave some almond milk out for them later. That'll probably piss them off even more. That would be insulting. Because <laughs> yeah. you don't want to turn them into a Bogart. No, no. Uh, or whatever these, like the angry version of whatever these things can turn into, <sighs> yeah. apparently. Which, I I'm, mean, I, I'm sure it wouldn't ever come to that. I mean, I, I don't think like... 
It doesn't seem that your cats are in danger. No, the they seem to be. Yeah, the cats and the dogs seem like they have company all the time. Like they seem super entertained. Nobody's being needy for me. Well, the dogs are always a little needy. But when I come home, they're all just like, oh, hey, what's up? And they're playing all day. They're super And it's active. not just the new place. No, no. Yeah, I don't think so. Because they actually had more spots in the trailer. And this is all kind of an open layout. I... It is interesting. I, I I do wonder if we're going to get to the point where you're going to have to leave out. You're going to leave out clothing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Although right? they've already stolen clothing from. They've me. stolen clothing. So what? I mean, it's it's a hat. Like, would they? Would that even matter? Well, they stole the bra. Yeah. Did you get? Oh that yeah, back? yeah. No, I've never I've never seen it again. So they stole a bra. They mm-hmm. stole a hat. Mm-hmm. What else have they stolen? Like just recently, like a you said a Bluetooth speaker, speaker. right? Yeah, a I really want brush, that back. Lint brush and what was the other which thing? Which is for clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe uh, they are telling me they want clothing. There was something else that they just recently... T- oh, my Mucinex. And Mucinex is like $30. I almost bought more last night and I was like, no, no. Fuck these brownies. Oh, you know what we should do is a shot of fire cider. Oh, yeah, we should. Let me pause it real quick and we'll do it on air so people can okay. hear the effects of, of, the, of the goodness that is the fire cider. <laughs> okay, we're back. And um, we, uh, we, we I poured shots of... Fire cider, which I'm going to tell you what fire cider is in a minute. But look, if you look at the shot glass, maybe it's just mine. No. But it's like a fucking yeah. little tiny like leprechaun. Yeah. Mine are slash. two. Mine are two. So it's like how I never noticed these. I I've really never like looked them. at the shot glasses before. But this is like it, it all fits into that same world of folklore. Yeah. And there's a looks like there's a glass of suds of booze are you down serious here on, on your, this one these guys look well they look post they look post drunk so i can't tell if that's just like irish people or if these are like <laughs> like tiny people that are like you know in the world of like leprechauns fairies yeah, what the hell is this? gnomes and it looks like but anyway hay. it seems very Cheers. apropos so this is fire cider let's oh my god oh it's so good uh, it's so good it's like pickle what is in it it tastes oh. like pickle juice I got to chase it with some water. Oh, that's smart. I'll do it too. I'll do it too. Oh, oh my it's God. It's so okay. garlicky. Oh my God. So I'm getting ready to make a new batch soon. My roommate Peter and I, basically the, the base of it is, whew, this is really, like really good stuff for you. It's in that world of like four, four thieves tea. Have you oh, heard of that? Oh yeah, yeah. Which apparently was... Like a holistic remedy for, was it the plague, or, or anyway, one of these like ancient recipes of something that's really just good for your health mm-hmm. and like your immune system. This is uh, ooh, apple cider. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not a good idea to do, <laughs> but it's apple cider vinegar with mother, right? So uh-huh. it's the stuff that's got the yeah. shit floating. I around just there. bought a bottle of that. Yeah, so I mean, that's a shot of that a day is good just for overall health benefits and like cholesterol and things mm-hmm. like that. But now what you do is you take a bottle of it and mostly it's a cup, I think is the measurement for, for all these ingredients. Um, except for the peppers, like you get a cup of white onion diced mm-hmm. up. You do a cup of horseradish root, oh, a cup of God. turmeric root, nice, uh, a cup of ginger root, I'm super into this. I need to do you this. You do a bunch of, jala- like a cup of jalapenos, mm-hmm. or not even a cup of jalapenos. Um, and then you do a cup of minced garlic. Oh. Then you do zest of lemon. 
I think it's really tasty. And then you do, I add in, each bottle I added in, I think, one habanero pepper. Ooh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then you let that shit, and you just pour that into jars. And you let that, so you pour the, the you know, the apple cider vinegar out of the bottle into these other jars. Uh-huh. Usually it's like, if you get like a 32-ounce jar, two of those works. And uh, two 32-ounce jars, sort of like, eat some pickles real fast or whatever, <laughs> if you want to do a bottle. Then. <laughs> and then... You let it sit for anywhere from three to four weeks. We let these these last three bottles, we let them sit for over five weeks. Damn. To ferment or whatever. And then you strain them at the end, pour them back into the apple cider vinegar bottle. And you've got fire cider. And then you live forever. And that's the hope. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do think that uh, my roommate and I, we might start actually trying to like sell them at farmer's markets at some point. Oh, you should. The next batch we're going to add in, I'm going to add in some cinnamon stick. You know what it? We're gonna do black all or black garlic. Ooh! The, make 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 a garlic heavy batch. Make a maybe a sweeter batch. And I might even do like. I might even think about throwing like some apple. You guys are although gonna, that kind of boozies it up. Oh, that might be really good though. You guys are gonna have the next bone broth. People are gonna move from their bone. Yeah, broth but then the FDA, 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 the FDA, because it's full. The FDA. I don't want to have to worry about them. No, nobody. And like does. I don't. I don't want to have like a food operation running out of my home and then be like get fined or some yeah. shit. You know what I mean? So this is, right now it's just for it's just for home use. You could but accept donations stuff. at a farmer's market. Yeah, you sure could. That's a really good that idea. Might actually. Work. Until, uh, maybe at some point we'll put up the recipe. Until somebody buys you out and you yeah. guys are millionaires. You know, I will ship it to somebody. if uh, Maybe <laughs> at some point we'll do a giveaway. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, we'll do a giveaway, you know, for like the first uh, the first 50 people who rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Although we're probably already past a lot. <laughs> we're probably already past like that. We've already got 50. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So anyway. Ooh. Uh, oh, there's Peter. Uh, my roommate just walked in. He's the uh, co-maker of the uh, fire cider. Um, we just did a shot of fire cider, and we were just talking about how we're thinking about maybe uh, taking it to farmers markets at some point in the future. Yeah, so uh, so it's really good for you. So do a shot of fire cider or you know apple cider vinegar every day for just for your overall health. It just don't go crazy with it because the acidic value of it will fuck up your teeth or your yeah, throat. fuck up your teeth. If, if you bad. do start finding yourself having like a lot of acid reflux, maybe relax on it. Maybe well, do half a shot or not every day. Whenever I get a little bit of heartburn, the acid or the apple cider vinegar really knocks it out. Mm. So maybe do two shots. Yeah. Maybe. As opposed to what I just said. Maybe two. Maybe mix it with vodka or gin. That's really my what I keep thinking whenever we do shots. <laughs> but I like a dirty, well, dirty martini. Well, I think it's the nature of doing a shot. Also <laughs> Oh, is, maybe. It's like it's very muscle memory booze. Maybe. You know, like you know, I never do shots. I mean, although wheatgrass now, like shots of wheatgrass and all this kind yeah. of in the last five Ten years, but mostly when you think of shots, you think of well, alcohol goes in that. I had this witchy neighbor who I oh, I loved her um, across the street from me in Utah of all places, and I mean she was a straight up witch, and she had these great white stars tattooed on her face. She made clothes. She was such a badass. She well, would... let's talk about the tattoos for a second. I'm just okay. trying to paint the the image of her in my mind. Okay, these great white stars. They were yeah, they were um, on the sides of her head, like around her eyes. And you could only see them if you got close to her. They were really cool. And she was, she was like, I asked her one time, we would always get drunk together on, on red wine. We were very classy. And, um, oh God, I've told you the fucking craziest story about her. Um, but she, she would, uh, tell, I'd be like, what's your sign again? And she'd say, 
I can't remember what it was, but she's like, well, I was first born a Gemini, but now I'm Aquarius. My rebirth was Aquarius. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Like I loved, she would tell me the craziest stuff. And I mean, you know, I mean, I've been around, I've heard a lot, but, um, the last time I went over there, she sold her house and moved to the suburbs because, uh, so uh, the garbage got blown around one day and she sent me a picture and she's like, look at this, these druggies are doing needles. They're doing heroin in my front yard. And I'm like, that's a needle I was using to, uh, to inject electrolytes into a kitten with it blew from our trash tears. And she's like, no girl, I know a heroin needle when I see it. And it's like this yellow needle that the kitten nursery nursery gave me and taught me how to like inject kids it was horrible i hated it so there's there's a rational explanation for why the needle is there yeah yeah to- and, and but she sold her house and moved anyway so um i always blamed myself but uh, i moved not long after and the last time we hung out <laughs> we watched fantastic planet while we smoked pot and drank wine and um d- fantastic planet is one of the worst things you can put in your head like when you're high or drunk what is fantastic planet oh my god it's this horrible cartoon from the 70s where aliens giant aliens come and we're their little pets and we're like the size of mice and they put dopey little costumes on us and um, it's so disturbing and the worst part is i saw it when i was really really young and it has haunted me my whole life and i hadn't seen it again since i was at her house and we were we were getting high and drunk and then she put it on and I was like, Oh my God. Did she have DVDs or something? Yeah. She had. Oh, she, okay. she had I've never even heard of this. No, it's, it's real. I mean, it's good. I think people like it. There is a lot of creepy noise, not dialogue necessarily. So it really takes you to a dark place. Um, it's kind of like a day of silence in a, in a horrible way. Um, but, uh, while we're in there in her, she had like a little house behind her house. That was her special space. And, um, she says to me, Oh, I've been, I've been catching the ghosts of spiders and trapping them in jewelry. Wait, I wait yeah. a second. Wait, yep. wait, wait, yep. wait, wait, wait. I've been. <laughs> see, this is going to make anyone who loves to kill spiders like very. It's going to creep them out on a whole other level. I did not. I I don't I've approve of killing spiders. Catching the ghosts of spiders yep. and yeah. trapping them yep. in jewelry, which so, sounds like evil genius oh, kind of stuff. yeah. But now, here's the thing. She goes and gets this gorgeous ring she made. We had Black Widows in Utah. She said, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you killed a Black Widow. And she did this. She acted it out and she's like, no, she was like, eh, eh. and I was like, can I have your soul? And she was like, eh. and I was like, there's no way you had this conversation <laughs> with a Black Widow. <laughs> she goes, she goes, yeah, yeah. She told me that she injected it with air to kill it. And I don't even, I mean, it was a decent sized spider. I don't even know how you would do that. And um, she put it in resin and uh, made this ring with it. And then there's like a bubble that's coming out of it. And she goes, that's its ghost. And I was like, or is it the air you injected it with? <laughs> and she's like, no, girl, that's a spider ghost. But then she gave me, she actually gave me some failed ladybug resins. And I was like, I do not want murdered ladybugs. And she goes, no, no, these were all the dead ones at the bottom of the bag. And they didn't have any ghosts in them. So the I bottom bought bottom of the bag. Yeah. Do you ever, have you ever done that when you garden, you buy like a bag of ladybugs and you set them free in your garden, but there are always dead ones in the bottom. 
No, I've never done that. I've never, I didn't, I did I had no idea My that was a thing. My brief stint in Utah, I gardened a lot and I got really into it. Oh, but I brought her up because she would make these tomatillas and she, she actually did them for my garden one year, which I was so honored that my tomatillas were worthy of her pickling them and she would pickle them. And I swear the, the, um, pickling juice that she made tastes tasted so much like these shots and I would mix it with gin and drink it and put tomatillas in instead of olives. Um, she would not give me the recipe. She refused to. Oh, I guess if, cause when you first said something about adding booze to the fire mm-hmm. center, I was like, that's, that sounds crazy to me. Yeah. But then I'm thinking about how many people love, <laughs> I love that spicy kind. Bloody yeah. Marys I do. and, and such. So I guess it makes sense. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't know how much of this you could drink. I know. That's you know, the thing. like, I don't even know if you would want a rocks glass of fire cider no, because, I've, like, it's so, that'd be like drinking a full glass of apple cider vinegar. I've, my stomach is burning right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't, I should have asked you if you'd eaten today because you I shouldn't did. do it on an empty stomach. I, I find. I did eat today, but it's still burning. But the ghosts of. Spiders. Yeah. So like she'd have to kill them to get their. Yeah. Which is you're not. That's no good. I mean, I I have a hard time. Um, The sublet I moved into had just been fumigated and all the roaches ran into the the oven. That's actually what I keep saying to the fairies. I'm like, you deal with the roaches and we're good. And then I, I haven't seen roaches in days. So maybe they're dealing with them. I also got a ton of mint oil and sprayed it everywhere and started clogging the drain. And now I'm not seeing roaches. But Brandy came over. And was hanging out. Wait, what's the mint oil thing? Oh, mice and roaches hate it. And if you and it smells really good. Your whole house will smell super minty and clean. You just spray it wherever you see mice and roaches. And when I lived in Brooklyn, this was how I got rid of mice. And you don't have to kill anything. They just don't come around your house anymore because they hate the way it smells. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, I know. You can just buy like a, a bottle of the mint oil at like any kind of like cool store yep yeah i bought it on amazon but i'm sure any health food store would have it you just and i just do it um unsaturated you can mix it with water but it really it really lasts if you just do the the pure okay, that's oil. good to know yeah that's good to know. the cats hate it the cats don't like the way mint smells that's the other thing if you have cats peeing in your backyard or something you don't want them there plant mint which is a weed so it'll get everywhere but the cats don't want to smell mint i didn't know mint was a weed yeah. Oh my God. This Mint? is like I'm still I'm still stuck on this this old witch neighbor too. Like, yeah, she was so fun. Just like I have a witch friend who's who loves the the carcasses of dead things mm-hmm. for various reasons. Yeah, and I'm not gonna act like that doesn't creep me out a little bit because like I'm just not cool with dead things. I yeah. guess. But um, she, to the best of my knowledge isn't killing anything she like loves finding like like if she finds a dead bird then she'll like taxidermy she'll do like she'll do something with the lungs or 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 something you know what i mean yeah i always wanted to do ethical taxidermy because i have a real appreciation for good taxidermy ethical taxidermy i don't want to kill anything and it's also hard to find you got to be like it's, it's got to be good timing. To yes, just be around a dead thing. Oh my god, I saw a white owl that had gotten hit by a car in Connecticut, and I drove past and I was like, "God damn it! Why haven't I learned how to do taxidermy?" Yet? That was your first thought. <laughs> but that, yeah, that was my first thought. <laughs> but then, then um, I watched a video on YouTube of vegetarians learning taxidermy, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, this will th- this will determine if I can do it." And they were doing ducklings that died of natural causes. And they cut them open and they were all like kind of squeamish. But then they had to take like uh, really hardcore scissors and cut the 
neck, like the spine, they had to pull the, the little body away, the skin, and cut the neck and pull all the innards out. And the sound of the neck being cut, I was like, nope, not for me. Can't oh, so it. you remove all of the inside and just yeah. stuff it? Yeah. That's what taxidermy is? Yep. I, I didn't know you took out the skeleton. Yeah, I guess you do. I mean, maybe not always, but on these ducklings, they did. Oh, probably because they're so tiny, too. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's just... Uh, it's not I mean, for I don't me. understand what the... I, I I don't know. I don't want a piece of jewelry that has the ghost no, of a trapped anything no, inside of it. To no. me, I feel like that's some bad mojo. I can't kill things. I can't kill things. I have such a hard time. Even these freaking roaches. So Brandy was over, and when they all ran out of the oven, I was unpacking and cleaning. Brandy jumped up, probably killed a dozen roaches. Like, I thought she killed all of them. I couldn't believe there were still roaches after she left. But um, I have squished uh, two or three since then. And every time... I'm squishing them and I'm saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. I have a rule that if something is going to, if something's going to engage me. Yeah. Like uh, a mosquito. Yeah. Or like these, like the bugs that yeah. bite. Yeah. If, if something is, is going me, to, I'll if something it. is trying to live off of my blood. Yes. Therefore, I am. You'll drive a wooden stake in its I'm, heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I had to kill a, a mosquito, I think, uh, yesterday. Uh, that was flying around my room. That's different. And they'll give us diseases. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of like, hey, just so you know, nothing personal, but I don't enjoy the results of our interaction. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but that doesn't... I, so everything has a spirit. Everything yeah. has a soul. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, not to bring up Jeffrey Dahmer again, but <laughs> but to bring up Jeffrey Dahmer again, I, uh, I have this white cat... Um, and he is not named Jeffrey. No, his name is Reverend Buddy. Okay, He's which is special. far from he Jeffrey. Has, if you had a cat named Jeffrey Dahmer, I might be concerned. No, no. But just let me finish telling the story. Maybe you'll still be concerned. So he's got this little, like, it looks like somebody maybe um, put their hand in black ink and grabbed him by the tail. That's the only part of him that's not white. And he's got pink toes. He's got very pink skin. The vet said, don't let him ever sit in the sun. He'll get cancer. And, uh... I named him Reverend Buddy because when he was a kitten, he would like, he'd go up to all the other kittens every time I'd bring new kittens home and he'd like preach at them. Like he would talk to them and he'd get like in their faces and he was very aggressive. And I was like, oh, he's trying to convert them. But then uh, I'd always say his backstory was he'd say, you see that mark on my tail? It's where the devil grabbed me and tried to pull me down. <laughs> but uh, so Buddy is a very gay cat. He loves men. And he was obsessed with my ex, my my ex-husband. And my ex-husband does not like any animals, sadly, for him. And uh, Buddy would uh, get on me. We'd be watching TV and he'd just like put, a, he'd like slowly extend his paw and put it on my ex. And my ex would go, quit it and push his paw off. But Buddy was always trying to creep on him. One time um, I was lying down on my stomach in bed and Buddy got on my back and he, I thought he was making biscuits, but then it started to feel weird. And I made my ex take a video of it. And he's staring at my ex the whole time. And he's humping me while staring at my ex. So Buddy has humped me. He has humped Boots. And Boots is my big black cat, uh, my second black cat. Boots is like Buddy's major crush. And Boots has been unconscious, like on his back. On, Boots always sleeps on his back. He's a big, fat, black cat. On his back, sleeping on the, the big bed that all the animals sleep on. 
and I will see Buddy creep up on him. I actually have video of it and Boots will get up and scream at him and, and move away. And But Buddy has humped Boots so many times and like tried to pin him down and hump him. So I have a joke about Buddy being my little Jeffrey Dahmer reincarnate. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's only a joke. It's not... I don't want him to be Jeffrey Dahmer. But then if Jeffrey Dahmer was going to be reincarnated, don't you think he'd be demoted? Like, like you don't, you don't get to be a human. You, you blew that. So we're going to put you in a cat body and we're going to give you this woman who's actually sympathetic towards Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm not so sure being a cat is a demotion from a human. Yeah, you're right. So I think if I had to guess, it'd be like a vibrational level down. He would be, he's no longer, he's no longer like able to enjoy like the beauty of this three dimensional world or, that yeah. we have. See, he's like a dark, he's just like a dark energy now. Oh, he is a dark energy. Um, that's floating around. I have so many friends who say get rid of that cat when they see him hump. And I love him. And he's so sweet. He's so sweet. And this is the other thing. Jeffrey Dahmer's mother did not give him love or tenderness. And Buddy gets up at face level all the time. And he'll go, meow. And it sounds like he's saying mom. And he's asking me to kiss him. And I will go over and just kiss his little cheeks and head. And he closes his eyes and purrs. He asks for affection. Which, I mean, I'm I am not creeped saying, out by this cat now. He's super creepy, but I love him. I am creeped out by this cat. I love him so much. It's you know, it's a mother's love though. It's maybe what we can do here is we can try to get the brownies to. Buddy's the one who plays the most with. But he's the only one I've seen play with something I can't see. Okay, so that's the cat you were yeah. talking about. Yeah. Okay, so um, maybe we can have the brownies like tell tell Buddy to stop humping the uh, boots. <coughs> you know though. It's kind of delightful at this point. Oh, <laughs> Plus, Boots is a big idiot, and he fucks everything up in the house. I have a cat fountain. Oh, this was something I read. So, <laughs> Not I that love, he deserves I this. Love, I love like the natural <laughs> laws of things like are out the window when it comes. Well, well Boots should not be sexually uh, accosted by Buddy when he's asleep, but, but he does fuck things up in my house yeah yeah so, so i'm not i'm not as protective of boots as i am the other ones i have this i have this cat fountain and i read that fairies love fountains and so i set it i cleaned it and i set it up as soon as i read that because i was unpacking in the sublet and um that night and i read like uh if you hear things in the night bumping and whatnot you probably have fairies i wake up and i hear something bumping like crazy and i'm like holy shit the fairy I, it was the first night i put the the whiskey out the next day, the cat fountain is all knocked over. Boots takes it all apart. He will not stop until it tips over and the water goes everywhere. He's obsessed with water. And um, so I stapled the cord to the ground. <coughs> and um, he is still getting it to tip over and he's going to break it. He's just an asshole. And he's so dumb. Let's wrap it up with the alt- with some altar. Okay. Let's, let's bring it back to the altar. Yeah. Um, so if you're... If you're trying to really take your magic to another level, you need the altar, I think. I do. Yeah, I think so, too. um, I know I used to have an altar. I have since rearranged my room and changed some things. So now I really don't have the altar I used to. Um, Can altars be like a temporary space? Yeah, there there are people who, when they travel, they have like a little Altoids case and they just put things in there and then they set them up when they get into their hotel room. Okay, so you can even think micro when it comes to this. I know when I was doing the, uh, I tried to, well, I didn't try. I'd like to, you know, I I joined the global meditation during the lunar eclipse Mm -hmm. on the 21st of January, I believe it was. Um, And... 
So what I had done was I was sitting on my bed and I put out like a semicircle of stones, which I, and, you know, and had some candles going, which I guess you could say is I, I kind of set up a temporary altar in that situation. Yes. Uh, and I think it's, it's like, what's the intent going into the things you're putting on your altar, I think is important. Oh, yeah. And, and they need to be things. Um, what's on my altar right now? And I went through my little box of stuff just recently and I was like, I just felt for power. Like, um, I think I told you the story about my friend Katie. She goes into a thrift store. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about that. To where about she the says, power objects. Yeah. Katie will go into a thrift store and say, show me the magical objects. And then she'll leave with some weird Did stuff. You, have you done that yet? No, I'm dying to do it though. Um, but she, I also really want to start doing the uh, the cleanse where... Um, Oh, decalcify the pineal gland. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about that next time. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I want us to I want us to do that and see what comes out, you know. I have attempted to do it before and I was doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. It's it can be, you know, it ebbs and flows with difficulty. Sometimes it's easy to do it and sometimes, you know, life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that hard, I guess, but there's so many different aspects that go into it. It's more than just changing your diet. Yeah. Um, it, it, there's about, uh, there's lifestyle things also you have to do. Um, there's activities and, and the such that go into it. We, we can talk about that okay. maybe on the next yeah. episode. Well, so, okay. So altar stuff. Um, I laid everything out from my little box and it's kind of like when I pick a card, like I went to a white elephant party recently and, um, there was somebody brought it as a joke. They didn't think anybody would want it. This really great cat bed. And I really wanted it. And, um, I I really focused on which card I picked and I picked the winning card. And it's like I felt what card was going to be most effective. Um, and then instead of all the bottles of liquor, I took a cap home. Nobody could believe it. <laughs> but but I, I just kind of laid out all my stuff and I felt what was like kind of sending me vibrations the most. And it's weird stuff. It's um, It's this dollar, a sweet little old man folded into a boot like – in 2001 when I was waiting tables, he was very sweet. And, um, I always kept that in my box. That was one of the things I put on the altar. There was a note. Um, I competed in this literary in literary death match in New York. And, um, these two really cool young women wrote me this note because the judges kept talking about how I looked and they were like, you were the winner. And all they could talk about was how you looked and you're a badass. And It was really great. And it was like, will sexism ever die? But they wrote me this really sweet like little love letter and slipped it to me on their way out. And um, that called to me for some reason. But I put all these really personal things on it. And, um, and I have some candles. I, I think what's really good, I have a friend and she keeps candles for people she loves. And every night she burns each candle and says a little prayer. She, she told me, she's like, I keep a candle for you, which was really sweet. Um, I think it's good to do that, to, to make an actual ritual out of it where you do burn a candle and you do kind of focus on the things that you have there and, and what they're, the power that they're giving you. Um, yeah, I would say right now my altar has all these um, coins from all over the world. Um, because I'm really focused on money right now. I need to figure that out. <laughs> I, I, it's hard working as a ghostwriter and being uh, in between things. And also I feel like I need a pimp sometimes to shake people down to pay me on time. But um, yeah, right now my altar is very money focused. So, Which is, you know, it's something I can relate to as well. And it, I do find it interesting that um, like if you if you examine like all the different religions and, you know, belief systems, like an altar is really there 
It's, it's yeah. there in, in, in all of them. And there's a reason why I think the altar is there. It's a way to center, it's a way to like maybe center our thoughts and our manifestation. Yeah. Into yeah. a place where, okay, we're, we are here at this place, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be like a building you walk into, but so now you have like objects to focus this energy. Yeah. And, I, and yeah, and I think that's very helpful. I think it's important most important to make it personal. Like what are your most prized possessions that make you feel powerful? Like that note that those, that those women wrote to me made me feel powerful and strong. Um, even like when I look at coins from all over the world where I've been, I'm just like, yeah, I fucking did that. I went somewhere. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's like the way it makes me feel. But there are so many little things that, um, I'll see, even when I was in Austin, I was looking at, I was looking for things because they have all that really cool um, Mexican art and those little cool tin things that are colored. And have you ever seen these where people hang them on the wall? They, they're like little um, hammered tin. They have all different ones. I'm sure I've probably seen these. Whatever. Yeah. Cause was, I've been into Texas a bunch of times. Yeah. I, well, I was, I was like, oh, I bet one of these is going to resonate with me. And I just spent some time looking at them and none of them did. And I was like, okay. So, you know, moving I, I on. do that all the time. Like yeah. I'll go to like the Psychic Eye bookstore or some, some other like rock shop and I'll be like, something's going to jump out. Oh yeah. And if a crystal doesn't jump out at me, I don't get anything. Yeah. Me too. Me but too. But it's just fun to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, uh, you know what? We can talk about like the manifestation and, and like and some of that other stuff later. But because um, I think we should uh, we should call this one. Okay. But uh, yeah, so you know, get your altar going, and it yeah. doesn't have to be some big fancy like you don't have to go to Lowe's. No, and build, think of and get like a bunch those, of lumber. Think of those dream boards everybody was doing for a while, where they'd cut out pictures of stuff they wanted. Like it's it's just like that. Yeah. So I mean, because I think the. And I'll tell you more about it later, but I'm going big this year with like, let's see the limitations of this. Yeah. Let's push the boundaries of what's possible with this manifestation and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'll tell you more about that later. But uh, so check us out on the the uh, the website. Yeah. This is where the magic happens dot com. And then we're also uh, where the magic happens on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I'm Rye Singh on Instagram and Twitter and RyanSingerComedy.com. Um, and then me and Paranormal You is my other podcast. Uh, so feel free to reach out, find us on Instagram, hit us up, you know, contact us. I mean, if you've got like alter tips or alter things Ooh, you want to yeah. send in to us, uh, we'd be happy to, uh, you know, hear about that and then maybe, you know, discuss that on a future episode. I would love to see pictures of alters. I uh, joined a bunch of Facebook groups. That, oh, that'd be uh, cool to get a yeah. bunch of photos of alters. Yeah. yeah. I And it's fun. It's like a bunch of, um, a bunch of witches sharing pictures of things and advice and whatnot that's also where i came across some brownie advice that hasn't worked yet but (laughs) well cool so where can people find you specifically uh i'm angela lovell at twitter and lovellable on instagram um and angelalovell.com where you can find links to all my stuff and uh wait what what is the rv what what is it oh oh uh so I'm thinking about selling my RV, <laughs> my trailer. Oh, 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 I was talking about the website. Yeah, address. but I have RVDoneHere.com. Oh, RVDoneHere.com. And that's a blog, and, and, and I'm proud of that. 
I should blog more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, cool. Well, this was fun. So get out there, build your altar if you don't already have it. If yeah. you do, send us some photos. We'd love to see the photos. Um, I'm sure we have a contact form on the website that, um, yes. you know, uh, you know. so just email us to the contact form. Send us cat pics, too. That's what I'm into. Yeah, so I'm, send. <laughs> I'm totally serious. I cannot see enough cats in one day. And also your homebrew, your homebrew holistic medicine. Send us that. And, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. I know that it hurts, it's just not worth it. Stop! Don't fall in the trap, be bigger than that. Stop! Lonely, so leave them alone. It's just creepy the way that they need to be known. Stop! Please don't feed them. Don't let them get to your sense of pride. Turn off that screen and go outside. Ah, another day on the highway. Pass it by, say hi, have a nice day. Surf the waves, see sights, relax. The internet is made of cats. For time wasting, for clip sharing, communication, but mishearing and mistyping is reinterpreted, misheard words, reworked till it hurts and it's suddenly become a personal attack that's come out of nothing and you want to hit back. Cause you know it's not right Putting dirt on your work And that just isn't nice More than a bit tight Sick spoiled type No life of their own So they spoil for a fight But don't cry Feel sorry for them That comment box Is their only forum Please don't feed the trolls I know that it hurts It's just not worth it Stop Don't fall in the trap, be bigger than that Stop Please don't feed them They're already lonely, so leave them alone It's just creepy the way that they need to be known Stop Please don't feed them Don't let them get to your sense of pride Turn off that screen and go outside Listen up, friend, of basic guidance Trolls come in different shapes and sizes Some are nasty and some are tyrants And some spit threats of vile violence They probably still live with mum Or at least have no clue how to have fun Some lie for attention And then there's some who play it like a game That they've never won Every playground has its bullies There's always a villain for every goodie Don't let them get to you Be clear, better to be nice and feel no fear Bear in mind when you hear something weird That you can't believe every dumb thing you hear Speak to the person concerned in the room or shut your cake hole. There's no need to prove to anyone we deserve our place. Ignore this walking waste of space. Do what you do. Do something new. Do unto others as they should do to you. Life's not comments under YouTube views or a poisonous blog of untrue news. Take these words home and think them through. Or the next verse I write might be about you. Stop.